Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to episode 102 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. 102, it is, when you guys are hearing this, um, Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. Uh, we're closing in on the end of 2020, thank the good Lord above. Uh, and we're going to recap all things NFL. College happened last week, give you some stuff this week. Um, but first and foremost... What is on the brunt of everyone's mind, I'm sure, or at least my mind, is my punishment. Remember, I didn't get back in the green for November, so we're going to make a decision today on what the punishment could be. We got some suggestions. Travis, have you sifted through them? Did anything stick out to you really, really crazy? Nothing really, honestly, that I was like, man, that would be good slash funny slash video worthy. Um Cyrus Miller, good friend of the podcast, messaging, and he said something about uh, doing a dizzy bat with, I don't know what size beer, but yes, it was I, think more he said than a, I think he said a 16 ounce beer. I think it'd be more fun with like a 24 ounce beer. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, but again, like that's going to last all like what, 30 seconds? You know, yeah, that's not that's not, not very production. So I like taking that idea about chugging beer and putting it into something that I've wanted to do myself for a long time, and it would suck, especially this time of year, because it's colder than fuck outside. Is a beer mile? Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. You could do a beer mile, or is what I'm saying. Do the beer mile, or we can make you wear a Josh Allen jersey for the uh, Bills-Dolphins Week 17 matchup, which should probably be a big one. And we can, like, go live that Sunday or do something and uh, just kind of get our reactions to the games or a certain game, games we bet on while you're in a Bills jersey or shirt. I like that one. I like that one too. So either one of those I'm cool with. Let's go ahead and do – I'm trying to think because the Josh Allen one's not going to be cheap. It's going to be at least like 30 40 bucks to buy a jersey that I'm never going to wear again. Uh, not a jersey. You just buy a shirt for cheap off of Amazon or something. All right, let's do that. So week 17 we'll go live stream. Um, I'll be wearing a Bills jersey, Josh Allen shirt, whatever the fuck it is. Um, for the- hey, and if you guys want to send in, if you want to donate, dono money for the shirt, uh, w- whatever we get, we'll spend all of it. So, you know, if we meet the quota for a shirt, we'll get a shirt. If we, we meet the quota for a jersey, hell, we'll get a full-on jersey for Jared to wear. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. We'll go live week 17. I'll wear Bill's, Bill's Mafia attire. I love Bill's Mafia. It sucks that they're in the same division as the Dolphins, but that will be, like Trevor said, it could be a big matchup. Um, we're one game back of the Bills, and that could be for the division if things pan out that way. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I do want to do a beer mile in the future. Maybe that's just some two drink brothers content for the YouTube channel that we just do just, just because. Yeah. I would like to try that as well. Um, me being, since we did the combine video way back before, I guess that was early 2020 when we did that, when I beat Jarrett on the agility and speed drills, I have no doubt in my mind that he would probably destroy me in a mile, especially a beer mile. Uh, but then again, I don't know. The beer could be a factor. See, it's going to be fun because, like, then if, like, we did a video, like, I think it, it, we could make it cool with both of us doing it. Like, one of us goes first and then whatever. So, um, but, yeah, we'll do that. So, we'll save the beer beer mile for a later date. When it gets warmer outside, we'll do it together. Like I said, we want to do more stuff on YouTube anyway. So, The thing about doing the beer mile is, though, is you have to find the appropriate place to do it. Because we can't go down to the local track. No. Chugging beers on high school track. No, so honestly, it had probably to be out where I live because there's there's some like flat area we could find where we could run out and tear to lack and like follow like we got that we can hop on the side by side and like record in the side by side as that person's running and like see their full reaction and shit. Yeah, it definitely have to be a space where you can where you can see the distance or like keep it open. We'll figure it out, but either way. That should come in the future for sure, and I like both of those ideas. So, so we'll do uh, me. I'll, I'll wear a Bills attire for the Week 17. That's going to be painful. Um, whenever the Dolphins and Bills play Week 17, and we'll go, we'll stream that day. Um, got some other news, real quick. I'll touch on it. We are now officially thanks to the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network that we officially that we joined a few weeks ago. Um, we uh, got access to be Kong affiliates, Kong beer bong affiliates. Um, for those of you who don't know what a Kong beer bong is, they're pretty cool. It's like a, like a little Yeti coolie cup, but you can take your beer out and like a little funnel comes out uh, from the bottom and it turns into a, like a portable, it's like a portable beer bong. So we'll tweet out the details for that. Um, you guys can get some special offers through us and things like that. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I actually, Travis, you have noticed I ordered us both one. So we have one coming in the mail. Um, and, Maybe we can do one when it comes in, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, of us doing a Kong beer bong. But I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, we'll give you guys the details on that in the, in, in the coming days. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have them on the uh, Week 17 stream as well. So that's cool. Um, let's get down and dirty with Week 13 in the NFL. Slash, if we have any crazy college stuff to talk about. Uh, week 13, NFL, right now the – Cowboys and Ravens are playing currently, and the Ravens are just do not look good. They're up 17-10, looks like at the half, but still ugly. It is. I'm looking at it right now. I have it in my living room. There's seven seconds left. Cowboys got fourth down. Um, I think they're going to go for it, but still 17-10. It's just an, it's an, it's an ugly game all around. And the, the Ravens' offense, like, is just – I don't know. Like, yeah, this it has not been there at all this year at all. It's been ugly. So we got that game going on. Um, any notable games that we want to talk about? One I did not see coming is how big of an ass whooping the Browns put on the Tennessee Titans. And, well, and if you look at the score, the game is a lot closer than what the score. Oh, yeah, but I mean, come on. Like, we it was 
it was 38 to seven at halftime. We all knew the Titans were going to come down, come out in the second half and put up a few touchdowns. Uh, and the Browns were kind of going to lay down because there's really realistically no way you're going to lose that game. No. And I don't think any of us saw it coming. You had, you had the Titans on your card last week. So clearly you didn't see it coming. Um, uh, the Bears total meltdown collapse against the Lions was kind of crazy to watch too. Um, I think that solidifies the Bears' end of like playoff hopes for them. Yeah, um, the Giants beating the Seahawks in Seattle was pretty impressive for them. I mean, we got we've got some teams that were like upper echelon teams that are now looking like they are going to be struggling for a playoff spot and or struggling in the playoffs. The NFC West in general, like we thought that was the best division in football by a leap and a mile. And now I wouldn't even consider it top two. Yeah, no, I mean, what would you consider your, like if you had to pick divisions that are the best in the NFL, like obviously the AFC North's going to stand out clearly. Yeah. The AFC North's pretty good. Um, outside of that, I mean, the AFC West isn't bad. Not going to say that it's better that the, it's better than the NFC West, but. I think the I think NFC the, North I think, maybe. What the NFC North maybe? Yeah, I was gonna say that or the or the uh, NFC South. I think it's. I think if you take away the Panthers and Falcons records, that's still a pretty competitive division. There's a lot of talent in it. Um, you got the Saints, you got the Bucks, you got the Panthers, you got the Falcons. So, and when you look at division wise, like NFC West is still yeah probably top two, top three, but the way that some of the teams have been playing over the last few weeks. I don't think you can say that. No, I mean, like I said, the Giants. Like, like the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Yeah. The Giants, props to them for going on the road, Did not would never in a million years expect them to win that. I mean, really, and this is like um, the first time I feel like in the NFL, not the first time, but like, you know, usually we have like a few teams that, you know, you can narrow down your Super Bowl winner to like a handful of teams. I can't confidently say that I am like overly confident that I can pick one or two teams to that are going to be like in the Super Bowl this year. Like, yeah, you can look at the Chiefs are eleven and one, but they just struggle with the Broncos at home last week. Uh, the four and eight Broncos, the Steelers lost to the Washington football team at home. You know, I mean, I think this is a, this is a year where anybody that makes the playoffs is going to have a chance to bring home the the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, I mean, I did. Me- I told you, I did mention that the Broncos were going to limit Patrick Mahomes, and they did. I mean, while he did have 318 yards, but he only had one touchdown. They only scored 22 points. Like, they they struggled a lot. If the Broncos could, if the Broncos were healthy on offense, I would be really interested to see what they would be right now this year. Because I think they would be at least 500 team. Absolutely. Uh, I mean. It was just a weird week. I didn't get to watch a ton of games without doing some stuff. Um, but, oh, what we will talk about is the Jets collapse. Because if that wasn't the definition of a full-blown tank mode, I don't know what was. And Greg Williams just got fired just because they Gates had to fire somebody or he was going to get fired. I mean, that is – there's no way that you could look at that the end of that game and say – yeah, the Jets tried to win. I mean, you don't run a blitz 
nobody in coverage behind deep man-to-man defense with what was it like 12 10 seconds left on the clock and they're like on the 50 yard line like you just let the corner get roasted by Henry Ruggs on that play with nobody in coverage behind them all you got to do is line three people up at the 10 yard line rush three passers spread everybody else out all over the field and they you win that game there's no way they tried to win that game no absolutely not you don't fucking do a zero blitz for those of you who don't know football, like like I'm not saying you know football, but like not familiar with that term, zero blitz means you have one-on-one coverage across the board. You're blitzing, you know, usually five to seven people, and you're just you have one-on-one coverage. You don't do that at the end of the game when you know the team needs a touchdown to win. Like they needed a touchdown to win. They're losing. Oh yeah, but a hail mary. Yeah, like, I can get maybe blitzing on like the two-yard line. Like if if they had the ball like within the ten, running a blitz right there to try to put some pressure on them, but. Not whenever it's man-to-man coverage and you have Henry Ruggs, I guess probably the fastest player in the NFL out out on the edge. It's just stupid. You just throw that up to him and he's going to go get it. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they're in full-blown tank mode right now to get that number one pick. And poor Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's going to have to be a New York Jet. I mean, that's just it, – it was it was egregious. Adam Gase is a moron, and I will, I will die on that hill. He had one good year as a head coach, and that's it. It was first Here's year. a question for you. Yeah. Do you think might sound crazy, but with the fact that he's still there, it's not. Does that Adam Gase coach Trevor Lawrence? If the Jets were <laughs> going to fire Adam Gase, they would, have, they would have already done it. So you think that Adam Gase is going to be there next year? They think the the whole marketing ploy with Adam Gase is that he's this quarterback guru that he you know, is supposed to be able to, like, you know, coach up these quarterbacks. And I think if you look at it from a GM perspective or how maybe Adam Gase is convincing his GM is that, or the GMs that he worked for is that he's never gotten to handpick a quarterback. Every quarterback he's ever coached was already there whenever he took it over. Peyton Manning in Denver, like, he got acquired. Maybe he had some influence in it. When he came to Miami, he was handed Ryan Tannehill. Didn't get to pick that quarterback. When he took, when he took the job in New York – he had Sam Darnold. He didn't get to pick that quarterback. I think he's probably telling management, hey, let me pick my quarterback. Let me groom him from day one, and you'll have a successful team. And they're moronic enough to buy into it, the Jets franchise, that is. Well, and I think, too, to add to the support that they're going to keep Adam Gase is the fact that um, when they first hired him and they first brought him in, they had already signed Le'Veon Bell, and he did not like that signing. He didn't like how much money they dumped into him. And then the fact that they got rid of him, it's like, hey, all right, you didn't like him. Yeah. So we're going to start, I guess, re- rebuilding our cap space, rebuilding our team for next year. And I guess they're going to give him one more shot. So I don't doubt it. I don't think it's one more shot. I think, honestly, I think Gase is there for the next two to, two to three years. Um, whatever I think whatever his contract is, he'll probably finish it out. And that's, that, that's just the Jets being the Jets. I mean, if you look at the AFC East, they see the Bills are up there with Josh Allen. They see that the Dolphins are training in the right direction with Tua. They're probably willing to wait out those two teams whenever both those quarterbacks are out of their rookie contracts. And then they're like, all right, once they're done and they can't afford the players they have now, we'll be there to take over. And honestly, like, I'm not I'm not – vying for Adam Gase, but I don't think it's a horrible decision at the end of the day to let that guy who's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer 
pick his own quarterback because he's never gotten to do that. He really hasn't. He's still an idiot and a moron and can't handle the media, but we'll see how it goes. But, yes, he will be the coach next year, I think. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, there you have it. Um, also announced, it's a weird news that figured you'd think it would have came sooner in the year, uh, but Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, I mean, why didn't you do this? Yeah, when you were – I mean, I guess they're still in playoff contention, but why didn't you do this when you were, like, in the thick of it? I don't think – Right there, leading the division, and you you knew Carson Wentz wasn't the guy that was going to take you to the playoffs. Yeah. I think it's just just because they have so much invested in Carson Wentz. Um, I'm trying to look up his contract right now. I know they have a lot of money tied up in him, which is probably why they're so reluctant, but – at some point in time, if you're Doug Peterson, you got to start thinking about yourself and say, fuck the team, not fuck the team, but I don't give a fuck about this contract. If you guys help sign him to it. Yeah, so Carson Wentz is at least locked up for next year. He has a potential out in 2022, but it'll be $25 million in dead cap that they would take if they cut him after next year. Yeah, so he's – I mean, unless – Unless they can get anything in a, out of a trade, bro. Then, but I mean, then again, I don't know who's going to want to trade for him. Somebody looks a team that's desperate for a quarterback. The ones right now that I can think of off the top of my head are going to be Chicago. Chicago might trade for Carson Wentz, but that would be just a fucking disaster. Another, I think, another great spot that you might think about, depending on the head coach they get, Detroit. Matt Stafford's on his way out probably pretty soon. Um, I think Detroit's going to draft a QB this year. Okay. San Francisco, I think they're going to move on from, from, from Jimmy G. What about Washington? Washington's another good spot because Alex Smith, he could be a mentor for him. I know he's a little late to be a mentor. Um, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's only got a year left on his contract. If they, they I, At this point, Philly will take whatever they can get out of Carson Wentz because, dude, his money is dumb. So – Last year he made seven hundred twenty thousand. This year he's making one point three million. Had a three point, you know, whatever two million signing bonus. Next year he's slated to make fifteen point four million, twenty two million in twenty twenty two, twenty million in twenty twenty three, and twenty one million in twenty twenty four. On his current deal. Yeah, that's stupid. But Jalen Hurts in. I think that they made the right decision. I do too. Uh, this point you're three eight and one there's really no wrong decision to make you can't really go down from there so we'll yeah. see how it how it pans out for them because I, but honestly though like you said they're still in the division i don't think so i think that i think that nfc east is going to come down to washington or the giants because they're both playing. i know i mean just theoretically they're still in it but when they play the saints the cardinals the cowboys and washington i can very well see them losing three three out of those four, if not all of them. Absolutely. So, 
Big news out of there. Again, a little too little too late. Be interesting to see what happens with Carson Wentz with this gigantic contract. Again, they can cut him after next year, but they'll take twenty five, nearly twenty five million dollars in dead cap in, in the cap hit, which does not feel well, I'm, I'm sure, in that front office. So uh, that's the NFL news. We're gonna get some fantasy football stuff your way in a second for your playoff, um, for your for your playoffs. But this is big news. The Ohio State and Michigan game is officially canceled for Saturday. Now, remember last week on the podcast when I went on my Big Ten rant, I said the Big Ten said that uh, teams have to have at least six games in to make it to the Big Ten championship game. Well, Ohio State's not going to get six games in unless they reschedule something for this weekend. So what are they going to do? Because you can't just not have the number four team in the country not playing your Big Ten championship game. I mean – that's that's going to be very, very shady if they just throw out the rules they made for this year for them to play. Yeah, because the SEC – Rules are rules. Yeah. are tied. The SEC and the Big Ten said that until bowl game season, they're, not, they're only allowed to play interconference games. They're not allowed to play any, any um, you know – I forget what they're fucking called. We're not playing any, any games outside of their conference. Because a lot of people are saying, like, hey, Texas A&M, they're off this weekend, or the game they were supposed to play got canceled. Ohio State's game got canceled. Texas A&M is five. Ohio State's four. What better way to get, like, who deserves in the playoff than have them play each other? But they set out rules at the beginning of the year. Another possibility, I think, is apparently Purdue's having problems with COVID, and Purdue plays Indiana this weekend. So I, maybe they schedule Indiana Ohio State for round two, and the winner of that gets gets to go to the to the Big Ten championship game. Hmm. I don't know. It's going to be a nightmare. Like yeah. if that game doesn't happen, and and they are they stick with their gut, and Ohio State can't go to the Big Ten championship game, then I don't know what the playoff committee is going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard, to, like I said last week, to put a 5-0 and team in there who hasn't played as many games as the other teams have and didn't play in their conference championship game. I think that's a, I think, I think that holds more weight than what they're willing to lead on. But I thought that was big news and willing to kind of, you know, worthy to touch on. So um, if anything happens between now and Saturday, we'll let you all know. But other than that, it's kind of crazy in, in our thoughts on it. So um, real quick, we have none of this in a few weeks. Uh, fantasy football. So, by the time you guys time out, you know what we forgot about the last week. We forgot about in this week. Yeah, what? We forgot about the Bill O'Brien of the Week award. We did. We did. We forgot about that. So, not sure if you want to uh, go in and, and redo the last week, and or just count it as like a skip week. But uh, we could, we could sure as shit name one right now for week thirteen. I imagine. Yeah, let's go ahead and just do it as a skip week because it was a weird week with Thanksgiving and everything that, that being the week before. My nomination is going to be Anthony Lynn. How the fuck do you get embarrassed 45 nothing at home against the the Patriots? Yeah, that's that's number one on my list too. I mean, 45 to nothing versus the Patriots. I thought that I thought the Chargers had a pretty decent chance to win that game. Maybe the Chargers are in tank mode again now. I don't know. It's just – more help. That's just pathetic. So, Anthony Lynn gets it, I think, for the second or third time this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that's the second. Yeah, that's his second time. Okay. 
So we have not had a three peat. Well, every mind. time every time someone's up for a three peat, they get fucking fired. So <laughs> there you go. Where this the curse for him? Yeah, he's got to he he's got to be soon though, man. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I don't think he's buying himself much time. No, he's not Angeles, for sure. But real quick, we're not going to do a full blown start sit through each position. Um, but if you're in the fantasy football playoffs, they started. When you guys hear this, you'll be prepping for it because week 13 will be officially over and weeks 14 through 16 are usually the, the playoffs. Um, if you're in a normal league, uh, I'll be in the playoffs in one of one of the two of my leagues. I was fighting for a spot tonight, but that run by Lamar Jackson hurt. Travis is going to be in the playoffs in both leagues. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you three, three starts and three sits. It doesn't have to be any positions. It could be three, three running backs. could be a mixed bag. Whatever it is, but we th- we're going to pick three players that you think you should start and three players you should definitely sit and maybe some advice for the, for the playoffs because it's a whole different beast. You're in the playoffs now. You're going to have to shake things up. So, Travis, is there any specific advice that you have or, like, any different strategy you change whenever you go into the fantasy football playoffs versus the regular season? I don't think so. I think you just th- you want to approach it as a normal week because if you start – getting cute and you're like, oh, it's the playoffs. I need my big boom players to go in. Then you're going to screw yourself. Like it's, it's no more ordinary than another week. Your team made the playoffs by doing what you did. And you know what? If, if it comes down to you didn't start the right guy that you <clears throat> haven't started over the last four weeks to make it to the playoffs, then it is what it is. But you don't want to start him, him be a bust, and then you lose because of him. Yeah. I mean, definitely don't shake it up too much. The one thing I will say that maybe maybe you can get a competitive advantage of in the playoffs is look to stream defenses more. Maybe you didn't want to waste waiver transactions or anything like that throughout the year, whatever it is, and you weren't streaming defenses. Um, I think people really undervalue how much a defense can do for you. Because, like, last week in one league, I picked up the Dolphins defense. I had the Saints – Pick the Dolphins defense, they scored 16 points, and the Saints scored only like six or seven. So that's a difference of 10 points. So I would say don't be afraid to look at defenses and stream them throughout the playoffs. But other than that, pretty much stick to your guns. So let's do it. Um, you, how, how do you want to do this? Do you just want to rattle off our three sits real quick and then our, and then our three starts? Um, you you want to do that or you want to do the opposite? Start them first and then sits. Right. Let's, do, let's do start them first and then we'll do sits. Um, so kick it off. How about you just rattle off all three of your starts? I'll rattle off my three, and then, we'll, and then we'll, you don't want to do it that way. All right, no, let's do back and forth. Bang, bang, just bang, because bang. I'm still in between on some of mine, and hearing yours might help. Uh, what I want to end up going with ultimately. So uh, I'm gonna go with my first start, and I'm going to go with a player that might seem like a sleeper, but he really isn't. It's Cole Beasley. And I know he's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, but Pittsburgh really hasn't been on their game as much of, as they were at the beginning of the season. I know they're dangerous, but Cole Beasley seems to be like really one of the only targets like going shorter routes that Josh Allen has to throw to. And I think that's going to help with Pittsburgh's defensive line. Uh, over the last three weeks, he's had 13 targets, four targets and 11 targets. He's scored over 20 points in two of his last three weeks. So he's trending upward. He's definitely a guy that I would look to play. In your flex, though, 
Like if you have another wide, a couple other wide receivers, you would start over him. I think Cole Beasley's a big old boom play in your flex. Yeah, he's definitely either he's gonna guy he's gonna be a guy that's gonna score, you know, in that fifteen to seventeen or that twelve to seventeen range, or a guy that's gonna score that that three to seven range, um, in terms of points. So I know he was huge last night in Monday Night Football. I like that pick because um, I think a lot of defenses are keying in on Stephon Diggs, and they have to have somebody else to go to. And Beasley, to me, and that offense is easily the number two guy. So love that pick. Mine is gonna sound like another guy. It's like no fucking shit. But it hasn't been really no shit lately. It's Russell Wilson. Um, he hasn't scored more than 20 points in his last two games. He's only scored more than 20 points once in his last four games. So he's kind of fallen off in the last few weeks. But if you have him and you're in that wild card spot in your playoffs this week, guess what? He plays the Jets. So rejoice, be happy. Don't be afraid to start him. I think he's going to have a big week this week. All right, we're rolling with another start. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to say that you need to start Noah Fant. And, I'm, I mean, if this is in a position where if you have him on your team and you also have another tight end that you're in a bind with, like, for instance, in my teams, I have Hunter Henry and TJ Hawkinson, both two top ten tight ends that I never really throw know who to throw in there. But Noah Fant – they're going up against Carolina. I can see him getting the ball a lot. I mean, he has, as of lately, if he can stay healthy, though. Um, there's just tight ends are so hard to come around. And with Noah Fan just really being the only safety net for Drew Locke out there over the past couple weeks, uh, really, honestly, over the whole year, not really a bad guy to go to. Only has had two touchdowns all year, and those were the first two weeks. So I'm looking for him to get back in the end zone nearing the end of this year, padding up his stats, padding up Drew Locke's stats. First Carolina Panthers team who really doesn't have, like, a whole lot to play for either. Yeah. Um, if no offense healthy, to me, he's a top five tight end in the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. I know he's only in his second year. But, again, um, I like that pick. Mine is going to be Miles Gaskin, the running back for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, his first game – and, again – this is a flex play. So if you need somebody to stash or you're looking for a player to get you some points or a boost or you have them on your bench, I would advise putting him in, putting him in your lineup this week. Last week was his first game back after missing four straight games with some knee issues. He was bound to be rusty. He didn't look great, but the Dolphins got the win against you know a Bengals team that's honestly not half bad against the run. Um, they need – Miami will need to get the ground game going this week in order to stand a snowball's chance in hell against the Chiefs at home. Um, And pair that with the fact that Kansas City is in the bottom 10. I believe they're actually 25th against fantasy running backs. So, Miles Gasson, not a bad play. I would not put him at RB1, RB2. He's a flex player at best, but I would advise putting putting him in your lineup this week. All right. My start, my last start is going to be a QB – uh, one that if I mean, this could be a risky play, but if you want, if you don't like any of your matchups, this could be one to really look at, and you could probably honestly pick up off the waiver wire, considering he's only rostered in sixteen percent of the ESPN leagues. And it's Philip Rivers playing against the Las Vegas Raiders this week, who have been known to have a very very spotty defense. Meanwhile, Philip Rivers is only picking it up down the stretch throughout his last three games. They know they're in the playoff push. 
He's scored over 20 points in his last three. He's had over two touchdowns in all three of those as well with over 35 passing attempts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I think that this matchup only sets Phil Rivers up for success this game. So start Phil. It's a big one, especially if your quarterback doesn't have a good matchup. Uh, Cause like I said, he's available in all in a lot of leagues. So Phil Rivers is the play there. I like that pick. We'll explain more in, in DeGeneres digest on why I do. Um, my last start is going to be David Montgomery, the running back for the bears. Um, he's got 20 plus point, uh, showouts in his last two weeks and back-to-back weeks. Um, and it's like he thrives with Trubisky in a quarterback in that offense. So Trubisky's probably going to get the nod again this week. I think that trend continues. And Houston, they're playing the, they're playing the uh, Texans at home in Chicago. Cold December, going to have to get the ground game going. Houston is second worst in the league against fantasy running backs. So I can see David Montgomery having a pretty big day. So if you have him, Again, I would probably feel comfortable putting David Montgomery in, in at RB2, not not just a flex spot. All right. I like that. Have David Montgomery in the league. Plan on starting him. So there it is. Now we're going to move on into our sits. Just got three of them here for you. My first sit is going to be Robbie Anderson. Uh, I know he's 21st-ranked wide rec- fantasy wide receiver. Some of you might think, oh, hey, I can't really afford to sit him. It's too damn bad because he's playing the Denver Broncos playing Teddy Bridgewater, who honestly I'm not really sure how he's played over the last few weeks because I could give a shit less to watch Carolina Panthers game. But I have seen a dip in Robbie Anderson's production. I know he scored a touchdown uh, in his last week at Minnesota. But before that, he's been very, very just big game reliant, like 9, 10, 6, 10, 4, 7. Those are his weeks. Going up against Denver, I don't see him having a big week, so you might want to look to sit him if you can. Yeah, Robbie Anderson was was big um, in the beginning of the year, kind of faded, um, middle not faded, but like it wasn't having that that big production that he did have. So don't mind that pick. My sit is going to be Miles Sanders, a running back for the Eagles. Um, he's going against New Orleans, who's very very good against the run, and Sanders has not scored more than ten points in the last three weeks, and has only scored more than ten points once since the bye week in week nine. Last week he had like 1.9 fantasy points in a half-point PPR league, which is atrociously awful. I don't know if that's because Jalen Hurts played, played a lot of the game, but if that's any indication on how he's on what his production is going to be like, then it's going to be even worse on Sunday against a good New Orleans defense with Jalen Hurts playing 100% of the snaps. So I know it's crazy like because Miles Sanders was like probably – 
you know, a third, fourth round pick, depending on your league that you're in, I would avoid playing him at all costs this weekend. All right. Don't hate it. My second sit is also running back. It's Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the eighth ranked running back, but at the same time, you got to look at what he's done since Nick Chubbs came back. Eight and a half sticks, six and a half points. It's clear that they're finally moving to Nick Chubb as like the full workhorse because they should. The dude's an animal. Kareem Hunt has not been able to get the ball moving at all. While he has had 10 plus carries in each of the last three games, he hasn't been able to do anything with it. And they're playing Baltimore this week. So it's not a good recipe for him, especially if he's not going to be able to touch the ball that much. So sit Kareem Hunt. Okay. Yeah. They I mean, they, it's only a matter of time before they fully move to Nick Chubb as their, their every down back. It's about time they did. So don't mind that at all. Um, my second sit player is going to be Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver for the Washington football team. Um, and there's a reason for this. Washington's, Washington's defense, not their offense, is the reason why they're winning right now. McLaurin has not scored more than 10 points since Alex Smith has become the full-time starter. So it, it's, it's obvious that Alex Smith and McLaurin aren't on the same page. I think he had less than two points last week in their win against – the Steelers, they play the Niners this week in San Francisco, or I guess, actually I guess in Arizona, but on the West Coast. Don't see it. Don't see it being a big, very big day for Terry McLaurin. So sit scary Terry if you have him this week and find somebody else to play. So there it is. All right, my sit for this week uh, is going to be Taysom Hill because uh, I've seen an increasingly amount of people starting Taysom Hill as quarterback at their quarterback slot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but you got to think it's going to be a whole different game. They're going into Philly, who's going to have a new quarterback. I feel like they're going to be able to maybe extend some drives a little bit more, keep Taysom Hill off the field. And Philly, they haven't been much of a slouch actually lately. They've been pretty, their defense has been pretty solid. Uh, Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. I think he finally has a game that he's limited a little bit. And so in the playoffs, I would not feel comfortable starting him, whether you have him in your starting lineup or not. I just would keep him out. Yeah, definitely not a bad play. I know he's been a lot. My last sit is also been, is also going to be a quarterback. It's going to be Deshaun Watson. Um, He kind of fucked me over this week in trying to make a playoff spot in my league. I think he's, if you have him, maybe try to go pick up Phil Rivers, like Travis said, because Deshaun Watson is playing Chicago. Chicago does stink, but their defense is still really, really good. And I can just see this being a very sloppy game in Chicago. Um, cold weather December. Deshaun Watson plays in Houston, used to that warm, warmer weather. Um, outside, good defense, good pass rush in Khalil Mack. Uh, I just don't see it being a very good game for Houston, really at all. And uh, Deshaun Watson should be on your bench, if, if, if at all possible. Personally, in the league, I have Deshaun Watson, and I'm starting Baker Mayfield over him this week. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> so there's your start sit. If you're not in the fantasy playoffs, uh, you could technically still use those if you are in the loser's bracket and are playing for a punishment game or something. Yep. But uh, Both our yeah. leagues that were in our punishment league, so – the one, uh, the one that I'm not in the playoffs in, I don't want to get last in because the last place person has to fly 
like those little car flags of your least favorite teams on your car, which I don't want to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're not going to want to do that. You don't want to get last. Even if there is no punishment, you never you never want to get last anyway. So no, I mean like, it's just like it's it's like bragging rights. So but real quick before we move on to Degenerous Digest, it's probably going on a little little long. We're going to talk about UFC two fifty six this weekend. So uh, I do want to say this: this card will probably probably be pretty fun. But Travis, this is our last main. This is our last pay per view card before Conor McGregor makes his return on January twenty third. Oh boy. Yeah, give me a big one. Um, but either way, you got Davison Figueredo fighting within, within like a month. So is Brandon Moreno, who he's fighting, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So these guys are animals for getting the ring so early. Uh, but we're just going to do our three <clears throat> best. Is that what you decided? Three best bets? Yeah, just like our, th- our three favorite bets, um, and I'll, I'll we can go with them real quick. I'll kick it off. Um, all of mine are on the main card. My first one is Kevin Holland and Jacare Souza. Uh, it's a middleweight fight. I'm gonna go Kevin Holland minus one ten over Jacare Souza. Holland has fought four times this year and has won all four, three of them by knockout. And I see him keeping that up. Jacare is bouncing back. He's dropping back down to middleweight. He bumped up to light heavyweight last year in November, lost to Jan, lost to Jan Blankowitz, who's the current heavy, light heavyweight champion. Um, he hasn't fought since November of last year. Jacare hasn't. Well, Kevin Holland's fought four times. I just don't see this being a very fair fight. I got Kevin Holland just straight up minus 110. I actually have the other side in this fight. Um, Souza is, I think, a little bit, underrated coming off. I mean, he's coming off his losses, but when you look at who he's lost to, Jan Blahovitz, Jack Hermanson, Kelvin Gastelum, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Luke Rockhold. Those are seven of his eight losses in his career. Damn. Like, he has fought some of the baddest dudes in the UFC. And then when you look at Kevin Holland, like, yeah, he's an up-and-coming guy. No no sweat on him. Like, he's he's pretty good. But at the same time, I don't think he's fought near the competition that Souza has. So I'll just take plus 100, even line at for Souza. Yeah, I mean, you can tell how close this fight's going to be by how close Vegas has the lines. Like, like Holland's minus 110, like you said. Depending where he gets Souza, I've seen him minus 105 too. So, I mean, he's not the quote-unquote favorite. This would be a fun fight, a good fight. Like, Holland's, Holland's got a nine-inch reach on him, so there's no – and Souza's Brazilian – there's no way this fight is anywhere but the ground where I think he just dominates. Yeah, it'll be a fun one regardless. So we got two the two joint brothers opposing each other. Um, I'm going to go to my next fight. Are all your fights on, on the main card as well? Uh, no, I have one that's on the undercard. All right, well, you go with yours. All, my, all mine are on the main card. It is a women's strawweight fight. Mackenzie Dern versus Verna John DeRoba. Um, and I am – doing the underdog here in Verna John DeRoba at plus 160. This lady is an animal on the ground. Uh, one, she has an inch reach advantage. Striking, not so precise versus Dern, but she has a 4.57 takedown average, 50% takedown accuracy, and she is lethal on the ground. And this lady looks like a mean bitch. So I'm going to take her plus 160. And hasn't Dern lost her last three, I believe? Dern, as a matter of fact, 
No. She's two and one in her last three. Okay. Well, she's still, only lost one. Yeah. I don't mind that pick at all. Um, that's the last fight on the undercard you said? No, it's second to last. Second to last. So those are free on ESPN. The card is obviously pay-per-view on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, my second fight is the co-main. It's Charles Oliveira versus Tony Ferguson in a scrap in the lightweight division. Um, I'm not leaning either side here because I could see I could argue for either of these dudes to win. But what I do know is I do not think this fight goes to full three. I'm going to take the under of two and a half rounds and Oliveira versus Ferguson. It's minus 150, so it's the heavy betting favorite. But Ferguson is one of the best dudes, one of the best personalities in the UFC. But I'm afraid Gaethje might have put the tape out on how to beat him, just flurry him, attack him, keep punching him, and just overwhelm him. Olivier has won seven in a row. All of them have been with inside distance. But on the other side, if Ferguson can get, can, can get his swagger back, his last two fights before Justin Gaethje were stoppages, one by the corner, one by the doctor. I just don't see this fight going the distance under two and a half, minus 115, Olivier versus Tony Ferguson. All right. Mine is going to be the third fight, third to last fight, Renato Moicano versus Rafael Fazayev. Sure, I butchered that. But I'm going with Fazayev, the favorite, minus 150. I know he isn't as precise on his feet nor on the ground, but when you look at it, this Fazayev guy is a striker. Like, I looked him up, and the dude is just this small 5'8 dude that just throws some heavy bricks on his hands. Um, and then you look on the other side, and this Moicano guy is a wrestler, is a grappler. So I'm going with Fazayev just straight up minus 150. You could go by knockout because Renato last two of three he's been knocked out in. So Yeah, but but then you run the risk of it going to decision or you know getting on the ground. That's what I'm saying. I said you could if you want to sprinkle it in, but I don't think I mean, minus 150 is not horrible. You do teasers that sometimes are close to those odds. So, yeah. So, either way, that's who I'm doing. All right. I like that. Um, my last my last one is Devison Figueredo. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick him to win, but I'm going to do it. Uh, last time I did it by knockout, he won by submission. Now I'm just going to say, fuck all that. I'm going to do Devison Figueredo inside distance. So, winning inside five rounds, whether it be a knockout, submission, doctor stoppage, whatever it may be, I'm going to take him. Um, seven of his last nine UFC wins have come inside distance. The only UFC fight he actually lost was in March 2019 via decision. Um, I don't see this being any different. I see it being finished inside the distance. Shout out to Moreno for, for taking this fight, both of them within a month after fighting on the last pay-per-view card. Um, but Devin Figueredo has a, has a date with Cody Garbrandt, and I hope he wins just, just because I want to see that fight. So, All right, there you have it. There's our picks for UFC. Long, long, long intro. So we're going to cap it off with a pretty quick Degeneres Digest. Jenner's Digest, uh, we actually, we've been picking it back up for you. We got week um, 14 coming. We were up last week to start the new month, 3.4 units. 
So not too shabby. We're going to kick it off again. Thursday night football this week. We got Pats at Rams. Rams are minus five and the over under is 44 and a half. I'll kick it off. I'm going to lean the under 44 and a half in this one. Only doing one unit on it. Um, there's actually one team in the league where the under hits more than these two teams, and that's the Giants. As a matter of fact, overs in these two teams' games are combined 8-16 and 16 this year. So that's a lot. Um, I think the under is a safe bet, especially with the Rams' ability to stop the run, and that's really all the Patriots can do is run the ball. So under 44.5, one unit for me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, I am not betting on the Rams. Uh, been burned on them too much, so I think that Pat's minus five or Pat's plus five is a pretty solid line. Just doing one unit on it because I hate Jared Goff, and that's that. There we go. I like it. Sunday night football. Um, the Sunday night football matchup is the Steelers at the Bills. Pretty big one for a lot of different reasons. Um, but as it stands right now, and again, this line has already moved a full point since Travis and I were talking about earlier today. It opened up at Bills minus one and a half. Right now it's Bills minus two and a half, and the over-under is 46 and a half. Travis, I feel like I know where you're leaning, but go ahead and explain to us why. I'm going to do Bills minus two and a half. I just – they rolled the 49ers on Monday night after being disrespected and turned into an underdog right before the game and then the Steelers come out and play like they did afterwards. And you look at it like the Steelers just haven't played good over the last several weeks. They've been squeaking out wins. You're not going to be able to do that uh, versus a playoff team in the Bills. So as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to do Bills minus two and a half, but I'm only doing one unit on it. All right, since you only do one unit, you can actually root against them a little bit. But uh, because, I mean, obviously for our Dolphins, it'd be huge if the Steelers could go into Buffalo and get a win. I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go Steelers plus. I'm going to take the Steelers, but I'm going to buy a half point to make it three. So I'm going to do Steelers plus three just because I think it allows me for them to lose by a field goal and still get that push. So theoretically, both of our bets could still – like I could not lose and you could win. Um, Very true. Because I'm going to do plus three. I buy a half. I think it will move closer to that three line by by Sunday night. Um, But I just think the Steelers, you know, after that debacle last night, I said never bet on them again. Um, Their offense is lacking because I think because they can't can't get the run going. However, there are only four teams in the league who are worse against the run than the Bills. The Bills allow 4.7 yards per carry. Second worst in run plays that result in first downs. 
Um, so as long as Steelers can get that run going, I think they can cover this. But buy it to three if you if you have to. One unit, one and a half units. Sorry. All right, Monday Night Football. Ravens at Browns. Ravens one point favorite on the road versus the Browns. Over under is forty five and a half. Um, I, I I told myself I wouldn't bet on the Browns again after losing a couple and betting against them last weekend. So I'm going to take the over of forty five and a half in this one. One unit. Um, I just think that both teams can score. Ravens haven't looked that sharp. We all know the Browns' defense can let up a lot of points. Regardless of how this game goes, I think the over 45 is most realistic. Look at the game right now. I mean, they're playing the Cowboys, and the Ravens are in the red zone. It's 24 to 10, so 34 points. Probably going to score here. Um, obviously, the Cowboys have better have a, are worse than the Browns. I actually didn't have a game picked for that. I didn't have a spread. I didn't have any picks. I was going to do it on the fly, but Travis convinced me through the over of 45 at one unit. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, just because I think this is a big divisional game. The Browns offense is picking it up. Um, and the Ravens, I mean, now they're playing the Cowboys, but they, they scored some points tonight. So over 45 for me, one unit. All right. Let's move on in to our upset of the week. You want me to kick it off? I'll kick it off because it's a game that you talked about earlier um, where we talked about a little bit. It's the Cardinals at the Giants. I'm going to do the Giants um, money line, plus 121 and a half units on this. Um, simple as this. Interesting factoid for you. The Cardinals are 3-10 and 10 in the last five years in games in the, in, in the Eastern time zone. 3-10. and 10. So something about traveling out to the East Coast fucks them up. Um, pair that with the Giants team that's allowing under 100 yards per game on the ground, making the cards a very one-dimensional offense. Uh, sign me up. Giants plus 120, one and a half units. All right. All right. Mine is Saturday at 11 a.m. College game, Western Michigan at Ball State. Both four and one. Um, Western Michigan underdog plus 115. That's who I'm taking here. Uh, they just lost their last game 53 to 42. You might think their defense is a little bit concerning, but Ball State actually, actually lets up 10 more yards a game. In Western Michigan. Um, Western Michigan's offense, I just think, is better. Their quarterback, Caleb Ellaby, from St. Louis, Missouri, so you got to rep them. Uh, I just think them plus 110 versus a Ball State team who I think has snuck away with some wins this season. Okay. Can't say I have paid much attention to the Maction this year, but I'll take a look at that Saturday, 11 a.m. It's always nice to get those early games in. It sets your tone for the rest of the fucking weekend, I feel like. So that's great, which leads us into our lock of the week. And my lock will definitely kick it off for your weekend because I have a Friday night lock for you guys. So do I. Is it Colorado minus two and a half? It's Colorado minus two and a half. There we go. We got a two drunk brothers dual lock. Amazing. Number 21 Colorado at home against the Utah Utes at 830. They're two and a half point favorites. That's what I'm leaning. That's what Travis leaning. I'm doing three units, Trav. What are you doing? I'm also doing three. You know, so we we said that we needed to have be up ten units, or we do a collective punishment by the end of December. This six unit game is pretty big for us. Um, well, we would already be up ten units if Mizzou, yeah, would have covered, and they didn't by one. But either way, this could be a big one. I agree. 
This is Utah's not a good team. I don't think. Yes, they beat my Oregon State Beavers last weekend, my adopted team. Um, but Oregon State covered. Uh, Utah's one and two against the spread. Colorado's four and zero, and outscoring their opponents this year in just four games by combined thirty points, which is a lot. So three to me is not a lot. Take take the buffs. They're gonna roll. All right, I like it. Let's roll into our five additional picks. My first one. Going to kick it off. It's Saturday at 2 o'clock. Number 13, Coastal Carolina. Chanticleers at Troy. Coastal Carolina is minus 13 and a half. So that's what I'm doing. All you got to do is win by two touchdowns. 8-1-1 and one against the spread. Undefeated on the year. Troy is 5-5. Five and five. They're not good. They got obliterated by Appalachian State. 47-10. to 10. We all saw Coastal Carolina beat Appalachian State by double digits. I think that they're going to continue to get disrespected, so I'm going to lay the points easily. Let's Chanticleers here minus 13 and a half for two units. That's my also. That's also my first pick. Same thing, minus 13 and a half. The shots, two units. Um, Travis said Coastal's eight one and one. Troy's four and six. They're one and two as, a, as an underdog, and I think that they are going to blow the doors off of them because they have a huge game next weekend against Louisiana Lafayette. And I just see them just blowing this out and looking forward to that. I love this pick. Love Coastal Carolina. Let's get it. All right. My next one is Saturday at 2.30. It is Wisconsin at number 16, Iowa. And it is a pick here. Don't know why. Uh, Wisconsin's playing horrible. They have put up just 13 points in their last two games. 13 points. And, yes, their defense is good. But you're not going to win if you can't put up anything more than a touchdown. Meanwhile, Iowa has been rolling. They've won five in a row. Their offense has been clicking. I don't think it's going to be a problem that their defense isn't as on par as Wisconsin's, but their offense is just there. 4-2-1 against the spread. Graham Mertz, you suck. Iowa, money line, even two units. Yeah, it's like a big cat. Yeah, I, I mean, Wisconsin's horrible. Just to give you a little fact, we both, Travis and I both – had Indiana plus 14 on their card last weekend. So Travis came over to my house at halftime. He's like, dude, should I do Indiana money line? And they're still dogs. They're winning at halftime. I'm like, no, fuck that. And they ended up winning. So my bad on that one. Um, I like that pick, though. So my next additional pick and my last college pick, because I got three additional NFL picks for you guys this weekend, trying to mix it up, trying to get the ball back rolling in the NFL. Mine's Saturday at 930, a team that I have rolled with two weeks in a row. They've done me good. Stanford at Oregon State. Oregon State at home is the three-point underdogs. That's what I'm taking. Oregon State plus three, two units. They've been good to me. Two and zero last two weeks. I'm not going to steer clear. They're four four and one against the spread. Stanford's one two and one. The big difference in this game is the Beavers are at home. I may a little lay a little bit money line as well, but just be safe for the pod. Plus three, Oregon State at home, two units. All right. My last college game, third third uh, additional pick. They burned me last week bad, uh, but I'm doing it again. Number 22, Oklahoma State. It's at 6 o'clock on Saturday at Baylor. They're minus 5. I know they're 3-6 and six against the spread, but Baylor's just not, just not good, man. 2-6, and six, Oklahoma State. They're fighting for just a, a decent season, honestly. They're 6-3. and three. They can't really afford to drop any more games in this shortened season. Um, they got to figure something out, and I think this is the game they do it. 
no really rhyme or reason behind it other than I think that they're just the better team here. So I think the minus five is a little swayed by their loss last weekend. So that's what I'm rolling for two units. Okay, there we go. That's your last college pick? Yep. All right, let's roll on to the uh, – our. I have three more. Travis has two more. I got three NFL picks for you. My first one, Sunday at noon, uh, Colts minus two and a half at the Raiders. I'm leaning Colts minus two and a half. It's minus three. That's Travis throwing at me. doesn't fucking at matter. Three. What? At three. The game's at three. Oh, I got moved to three. Yeah. My apologies. Um, it's still – I, I saw the two and a half, so I'm going to take Colts minus two and a half, had three, whatever, it doesn't matter, doing two units on it. Raiders aren't good. I think if it not for that all-out blitz last week, obviously they would have lost to the Jets. I don't see the Raiders finishing below. I can see them finishing below 500, in my personal opinion. Colts can still win their division. This defense is going to be the difference. Colts minus two and a half was damn near my lock, two units for them. All right, that's also my other pick. Uh, goes with my Phillip Rivers stardom in fantasy. And, I mean, they have to win this game. They're going to win this game. Minus two and a half, minus three, whatever. They're going to cover it. Damn. So, so far we have one, two, three, four similar picks. So, pretty crazy. Um, My next one, it's not a spread. It's a team total. This game, I believe, is still Sunday at noon. It It is the Jags. Versus the Titans, Jags are at home. I'm going to take the Jags under of 23 and a half. So the Jags team under of 20, no, sorry, Jags team under of 23. It's minus 120. I'm going to do a unit and a half on it. I, I know the Jags have been scoring a lot lately. They've actually scored more than this in half their game this year. But the Titans have to have some bad blood in their mouth after Cleveland just came out and smacked the fucking piss out of them at home last week. Um, I expect this defense to be balling out, playing on next level, no matter who the Jags starting quarterback is. I don't think they stand a chance. So Jags under a 23 for me is my next pick. All right. And that is going to be also not my next pick, but that game is going to be in my pick actually. And it's going to be Titans minus seven. We'll buy it down to seven. Uh, just because if they win by a touchdown, that is my pick. Uh, Jared just said, Bad blood in their mouth. Not going to drop. I mean, there's no way they lose to Jacksonville. Jacksonville can't afford to win at this rate if they want to keep their picks um, or even be in contention for that number one pick. So I think they're in full tank mode. Titans, on the other hand, in contention for the division. So they're going to come out rolling with a big old ball of steam. Titans minus seven, two units. Last pick. All right. I like that. Um we threw, I threw a little more, a little more NFL in this week that I'd like to. My last one's a little weird. Um, it is a seven-point teaser. It's a four-team, seven-point teaser. The odds are plus 200, so you bet one, you win two, obviously. Um, it's a seven-point teaser, and the teams are Dolphins plus 14.5, Packers minus a half, Titans minus a half, and Broncos plus 10.5. Don't know how you feel about All that. Right. But four teams, seven-point teaser, buy them that way. Basically, you t- taking the fins not to lose by um, more than two touchdowns, t- picking the Packers to win, picking the Titans to win, picking the Broncos not to lose by more than ten points. I think I'm pretty confident in all those. One unit, by the way, on that. All right, I like it. we got some good picks across the board. Hoping for a good weekend for you guys. Said we want to do good in December. Um, other than that, like, December, follow. Speaking of December, 
don't want to speak too early. Oh shit! Never mind. The Cowboys are almost scoring a touchdown. Our uh, our teaser tonight for Tuesday night football may hit, and that would that would that would help out a little bit for our for our would help. Yeah. That would be nice. So we got that. We got some good picks. We're gonna keep winning for you guys. Holiday season, season of giving. So give back to us. Like, follow, share, subscribe, do everything. Go check out our shop. The links are in our bios everywhere. And uh, we will see you next week. Yep. Also, we'll see you next week. Check out the shop. Also, if you want to get started with Bavada, let us know. We're affiliates now. And then be, be watching out for the Kong beer bong thing. But peace out. Peace. And I'm Mike, and we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.